You are now listening to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast with Dean DeFalco, Dan Ryan, Evan Goldstein, and Matt Munch. For the comic podcast with the most personality this side of the galaxy, it'll always be Paper Cuts. Over to you, Dan. Thanks, announcer guy, and thank you for tuning into the Paper Cuts Podcast. Today's episode is episode 80, and we'll be talking about all crazy books this week. Dan, Dan's Dan, not here. Dan, oh, you're not Dan. No, I'm not Dan. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I thought you <sighs> sounded a little funny. I figured he maybe had a cold or something. I'm joined by Evan Goldstein and Matt Much this week, and I'm <laughs> Dean DeFalco. Dan's not here because, well, I don't know. He just said he wasn't showing up today. I don't know. Maybe he needed to go find himself. No, you know what I think it is? That sounds like a euphemism for masturbation. He's playing Slippy. He's playing with Slippy. (laughs) Did he have so much? Did he had so much fun playing with Slippy this afternoon? I did. I really did. (laughs) Oh, you guys Uh, were both playing with Slippy? Dude, everyone plays with Slippy sooner or later. Anyway. Uh, we, we read some books this week, and I want to start with uh, Evan's favorite, uh, which is Gwenpool. Evan, how did you like Gwenpool this week? I thought it was very colorful. Okay. Lots of words. Okay. There were a lot of words, a lot of words. Uh, on, the not wrong. On, on the He's pages. He's not wrong. Okay. Um, it seems kind of lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what other uh, two statements can I make? Um, it had 34 pages. Okay. Good. Um, Good. <laughs> I got nothing. I didn't read this book. <laughs> Good. Okay. Just wanted to get that out there so everyone I know. could hear You're it. a dick. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gwenpool. Uh, Gwenpool is a new number one by Marvel. Uh, it, it follows Gwen Stacy as as her weird comic book form where she's now in the Marvel Universe and she doesn't want to lead a boring life as an extra. She wants to be a hero, so she dresses up as one. Even though she has no skills whatsoever and no but qualifications. I have a question. Go. Wasn't she a spider person? I don't know if this is a different Gwen. I'm just going off of what the book said. She was in some other universe where her... Spider own- Gwen. That's a thing, I, right? Well, yeah, yeah, it spider is. Gwen is separate. Yeah, because... This one, her Uncle Ben died, and they they refer to it at least two or three times because that Uncle Ben joke never gets old, right? Right. Fuck. Right. Hilarious. Uh, anyway, it's it's it, the the art was okay. It's it's a colorful book. It has like little anime tropes to it. It it has that sort of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't wasn't a bad book by any means. Basically, what happens is it's it's a prologue, so you start to figure out how she gets her new sidekick, and then you see her on her first like super serial job, and what happens, and what happens to her sidekick. I'm not gonna ruin any of that because I'm not Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling someone else didn't read the book either no, 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 and I is did. just uh, faking uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, long story short. Oh, come uh, on, you guys. <laughs> yeah, she. Uh, what, what happens is she ends up, starts up, she's in a bank. These robbers try to rob a bank, and they're like, oh, we're, give us all your money. So all of a sudden, she just whips out a fucking gun and starts blowing them away and throwing grenades and shit, and she ends up murdering them. So the cops arrest her because murder's illegal. Right. So That makes sense. She gets thrown into the cop car with... One of the robber's nephews who was, like, on the hacking side, so he's not as bad. He just likes to steal from the rich and give to the poor, so he said something like that. He said Robin Hood, so... He did yeah. say Robin Hood. Um, but it's it gets really weird after that because then the cop's like, 
I'm gonna let you guys go because I'm done with this and 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 portals are opening up and I gotta be the first one there when there's no superhero and it gets really freaking tiring when you're trying to shoot a demon in the face who looks like your dead mother and I'm like man that's kind of deep that's I guess that is what cops kind of go through in the Marvel universe because demons probably do do that to mess with your head and he goes on and he on. said doo doo he said doo doo no you did oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great, Matt. Thanks. I'm doing my best, man. I know. I know you are. Thanks for pointing that out. Not much, everyone. Anyway, uh, the cop is like, I'm going to take the money that you were trying to deposit in the bank, and I'm going to let you guys go, because it seems like you guys were trying to do something good, and then Gwenpool is like, you're trying to pass the torch to me? Some extra's trying to pass the torch to me? I will not take your torch. And uh, she keeps saying it a bunch of times while he's like, I'm letting you go. Get, go away. And she keeps going on and on about a torch. Uh, then she gets a job. She's with her sidekick now, the little hacker robber guy. And she ends up fucking up the job. She goes back to Big Robbie's um, Battle Spandex, I think it was called. It's basically the mercenary place where she picks up her jobs and buys her clothes. I... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, um, the uh, this the lady who's in charge, Big Robbie, doesn't want to give her another um, job because she screwed up the last one. So Gwen's like, "I'll take this one," which was like a a uh, uh, an open call job, and it's apparently super dangerous. And the lady's like, "No, don't take it." And Gwenpool's like, "Nah, I gotta take it." So she does. Uh, it's on this ridiculously like guarded battleship. Um, it's for, are we at the with the squid people? Yeah, it's it's okay. for it's for an arms deal. Uh, it's between some weird squid people and what I think is Hydra. I I didn't get a real good look at the uh, the uniform that the other guy was wearing. Anyway, uh, she arrives late to the party. There's someone already there, and he's like, "All right, you know, I'm I'm ready for new directives. I've taken out everyone." Uh, waiting orders. So while he has his back turn, Gwen pushes him through a portal. Oh, death! <laughs> and then she takes a picture of all the dead squids and is like, "I did it!" So she <laughs> takes credit for the job now that this other guy's out of the picture. So, see, but the are you saying that the other guy is with Hydra? I we don't know who he's with. Uh, the okay, guy who just murdered everyone. We have no idea who he's with. It was just he, another assassin. He's got a weird octopus-like logo getting on to his it, chest. Getting okay. to it, sweetheart. Okay. Anyway, okay. Um, th no, it's okay. I was I was taking a breath. <laughs> I I speak very quickly, not like Dan. Dan draws things out. I'm not gonna draw it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be quick about this, for you. Pew pew for you. Go ahead. Pew pew. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, so they're back chilling with all their monies now and everything's great. And then the hacker kid's like, uh, you know, someone might find out about this because I'm in your ear when you're doing the missions. Didn't that guy have someone in his ear when you, you know, murdered him? And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Long story short, Modoc comes <laughs> blasting through the wall. Mohawk wearing Modoc. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, did like the new look better than the bowl cut going on. <laughs> um, but it's it's he's like, you know, you have destroyed my best. You are my best. 
and she starts laughing and is like Modox telling me what to do and then he bazaps the the Excuse me. That's not if you if you're going to try to do the onomatopoeia, do it correctly. I just no, I just wanted to say shroom. Bazap. All right, good. He's he shoom, he shooms <laughs> the the fucking kid. Kid's now laser dust and she's all like, "Okay, I guess I'm your your guy." And then it says, "I guess I'm not the hero. I'm just a henchman." Continued in Gwenpool Part Two. Dun dun dun. End of the fucking book. I don't know. It was it was all right. It was funny. It, I the book is what you you thought it was by the cover. It was a ridiculous romp through a rainbow filled ass clownery land. It it was funny enough. It I, does I look. It, it looks good. like Deadpool on acid. It was Deadpool on acid for the most part because they took all the things from Deadpool and just upped it to like forty five. <laughs> Not even 11, 45. They went four more and then an extra little bit more because they wanted to squeeze every little bit of Deadpooliness out of this book. Four score and seven Deadpools? Yeah. Uh. So sure, I mean, why not? I... Hold on, let me do the math. And oh, that's it. 87, isn't it? <laughs> four score. Yeah, is... score is 20, right? Oh, I thought it was 14. 14? That's a fortnight. Oh, my mistake. <laughs> okay. I thought the book was uh, an emotional roller coaster. Did you? A little bit. I I didn't. F- well, I mean, it was sad that the kid died at the end, but it was actually kind of sad. I I liked him, and then they just ended up murdering him. So yeah, I yeah, started off sucked. like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this book, and then I was like, Nah, this isn't very good. And then I said, Oh, it's pretty good. And I said, Oh, they're really capturing something here. And then they killed the kid, and I was like. Wow, that actually felt like something. I'm not sure what. I think it might be emotion. It's one of your human emotions. <laughs> Thank you, Data. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so that was Gwenpool. So, Evan, why don't we talk about a book you read? You, you read did. <laughs> you, I read it, did, did, yeah, did, did, did. You did read. Let's talk about Black Road. Black Road. That, okay. Black Road is a number one. It's an image title. Uh, it's the, 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 a Magnus the Black Mystery. Now, I is this? Has, does anybody else have experience with this character? No, I None. didn't know this was like a continuation Nothing. or anything. I did. I don't know, but it's no. It's titled number one, the Holy North. Uh, Brian Wood, Gary Brown. Um. Feels like a Viking story steeped in Christianity. Because the story is about this guy, uh, Magnus, who is a big hulking dude, a very Viking esque guy. And it starts off with him burying a woman. Um, the visual storytelling is actually stunning. I really liked the way this book was done. I, I uh, like the way the book looked. It looked really good. Yeah. We find we we start getting a little bit of backstory about this guy. Um, he is hired uh, by a a guy, and his standard to be hired for is for murder, like to go out and kill somebody. But this time he's being hired as an escort, and not the dirty kind of escort. Oh, I know. I got excited too. Um, but he's hired to to lead this priest or um, a cardinal, cardinal. Uh, down the black road. Apparently it's very dangerous, so he needs protection. Um, the The story goes back and forth. It's a, a lot of conversation between 
Magnus and the Cardinal about Catholicism, about the Christian faith, that this it seems to be starting in this area, so there are people still a little confused about it, and he's not sure how he feels about the religion because uh, the woman that he was burying was, I'm assuming, his wife. If I'm not, I'm not 100% if they actually said that. No, they, well, they didn't directly anyway. They They had a picture of him burying her, and then I believe he said something about his wife later on in the book but that was that was it right when they he was sitting down with the cardinal asking you know you do this he, he doesn't say baptism he's just like this holy bath and he's like well it's a little bit more complicated about than that you know bathed and ceremonial words and blah 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 and he's like well are people allowed into your heaven if that doesn't happen and he's like well sort of maybe not really so we don't know how he totally feels about this whole situation, it being Catholicism. But like they, they pack it in for the night, and the next thing we see is like it's morning, and Magnus is ready to go. Like like he is on the on the guard because someone is attacking them now. He beats the ever living shit out of these guys. I mean, like I said, the visual storytelling in here. I mean, it's perfect because it feels like it's moving. That the fight scene between him and these raiders is well, very well done. Um, but what ends up happening is these raiders capture and kill the cardinal, and Magnus is taken aback and knocked out. He actually gets the shit beat out of him while he's unconscious. Um, they leave him there to die, and a young woman drags him away and sort of nurses him back to health. And it turns out that this girl wants to hire him now to es escort her to where the Cardinal was going. And the Cardinal kept referring to his guardian angel whilst they were traveling. And it turns out he was referring to this this girl who is his adoptive daughter. And, and I say that because, you know, he was a priest and blah, blah, blah. It's not his real daughter, but... Um, she wants to fulfill whatever he was trying to do. And that's where the story ends, where he seems to accept the job and take her, or they, he will be taking her to, um, I, I can't pronounce any of the names. It's um, all Viking type names. It's all Hammer <laughs> Like, I got nothing. They're going north, I'm assuming. They are going north, up the Black Road. And I it was a good book. It I, I'm I'm interested in it. I, I didn't think I was gonna like it from the first page of just all words. The explanation, yeah. The, yeah, the exposition page, yeah, yeah, that was a little rough. But I'm this... not gonna lie, just turn the page. <laughs> you skipped it. I gotcha. But what I liked best about this story is that it didn't give you too much. But yet it gave you enough to make it a very well done, smooth rolling story. Yeah, it was compelling. So I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I probably will pick up the next one to see what's going on. Um, I'm curious because it is a, you know, a behemoth of a man now protecting what seems to be a very slight young woman. And I feel there's a little more behind that that girl than than meets the eye. So No, yeah, very true. Very true. We'll, we'll um, see we'll see what happens. Matt, what'd you think? I thought Pretty much the same as you, Dean. Um, I wasn't sure about it. And then I I did read the first page. It helped out a little bit. But as I as I read it, I 
found it was really good, and I was compelled by it, and I do want to see what happens. So it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, but- yeah, I mean, once you get... The, the first two pages, because, you know, you're starting to see, like, all the Christian I- iconography, you know, people being staked and stuff. I'm like, oh, no, I don't want a book like this. This is oh. going to be crappy. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Like, oh, okay, the Crusades and stuff like that. And then I got Viking, to... and I was happy. <laughs> and then the, the Viking and the Cardinal had, you know, a, a realistic, middle-of-the-road, reasonable conversation about the conversion and the essence of Christianity. I, and it wasn't I, just like, yeah. oh, they're just trying to take over. And it's not casting either side as good or bad. I did like the Cardinal's measured. personality. Yeah, he he was a down-to-earth um, person. In he the wasn't world. pushy. Human. Yeah. No, which, Human is- which, which was cool because you saw the other guy uh, in the town, which I was assuming was the guy who was staking people. Uh, he seemed like a dick just from even the few sentences that he said. In yeah. Latin, <laughs> well, n- that, not not that, that guy? part, but yeah, oh. that, but that guy though, yeah, yeah, like he he didn't seem like a good dude. Really good characters. Yeah, uh, that that's what I think is probably going to carry this book if that keeps up is the strong personalities in the book because I mean the cardinal is relatable. Like he seemed like he was a man of faith, but he seemed like he also knew that there was more to life than just you know the religion. He was more of a supportive figure i guess or that's what he seemed like i don't know i mean i could be totally full of shit because he was only in the book for like four pages right right what's funny what's funny about that text the exposition page i i read it as well but what caught me was the last line of it and it's as his world splintered around him the captain wondered why the fuck did the christians come this far north (laughs) it's a fair question it's a good question Mm -hmm. compelling question Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm Made me turn the page. <laughs> Brian Wood did a, a knockout job with this story. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. So, Gary Brown art, it was well done. Good coloring, too. Felt It felt abysmal at parts, and then, like, there was it levity. Up, yeah. Um, you know? Actually, when the girl showed up, um, there was just such stark contrast with her red hood and everything else in the picture. You couldn't yeah. help but focus on her. Ah uh, yeah, so I mean that's solid, solid picks from uh, all three of us. We we were saying you should probably pick this up. Absolutely. All right, so let's move on to. Uh, man, I don't know which one I want to save here. You know, we'll we'll save your favorite for last. Um, let's let's go voracious number three. Yay. Um, I'm I'm still digging it, man. I'm still digging the dinosaurs. It's still good. Yeah. yeah um, was was the coloring different in this one? I th- something I think it was a little brighter. It but, feels brighter to me. But you know what the thing was? Most of the book took place in the 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 Cretaceous era, where before there was a lot of back and forth, and I mean almost all of the last book took place at night. This ta- uh, this one took place mainly in that excuse yeah. me uh, the the dinosaur uh, thing. The jungly time. The jungly times. So yeah, I mean I I think maybe that's why I don't. I don't think there's a different colorist or anything on the book, so... I don't think so. You know, I, I'm pretty I, sure honest, it was just I didn't a go back to setting. look, so... I, well, neither did I, to be honest. Um, but I, I get what you're talking about. Oh, God, soda. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Ajita. Yeah, you know, I'm, it's, I'm getting to that age, man. But uh, more about that in another podcast. Oh, fuck you. Anywho. <laughs> um, 
Dean gets old coming to the Geek Aid Network. <laughs> nah, we'd, I'd be biting too much on Kevin An Smith. An episode-by-episode podcast of Dean getting old. That'd be a slow... In real time. Yeah, it would be slow going. <laughs> Just me being silent burping. I woke up this morning and something cracked. Sigh. That's been happening since, like, 22, so... Unfortunately. So a whole year ago? Good for you. I'm 27. Anywho. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, Voracious. Um, now, we, we've we been covering this for the past couple months now. Um, and we've all been surprised by this book because we didn't expect much. I mean, cooking and dinosaurs. Yeah, all right, fine. But, you know, maybe. And it, it turned out to be really great. There's this odd backstory going on where if you guys haven't been caught up with us um this dude nate his his uncle died um not too long ago and he received a massive inheritance uh, including a house so he goes to check out the house he didn't know his uncle all that well i think if at all um and he he finds out that his uncle was some sort of ridiculous fucking time traveler and uh he, you know, his his uncle left him a note that said, "Listen, use this stuff in good faith. Maybe you know you'll find a way to to use it for you know your own own gain." So Nate does find a way. Uh, he when he first uses the the time suit and whole travel thing, he travels back to the the Cretaceous era and hunts dinosaurs and starts bringing back the dinosaur meat to uh to cook at his diner that he bought to cook dinosaurs for people. He doesn't tell them they're dinosaurs, though. Uh, no. So, no. Yeah. Everybody's eating dinosaurs unknowingly. Unknowingly. So, yeah, you guys are pretty much caught up. I mean, there's a bunch of side stuff, but, you know, um, if, if you're not reading this book, you definitely should. Uh, even this issue was good. So let's let's dive into this book, which was it, – it starts off a little weird because uh, – It's a little confusing. Right. Because the Because of the pickup. Right. Because the last issue – we dropped off with Nate bringing a bunch of boxes back to his house that he had delivered in this crazy-ass robot suit and Batmobile car. And his... <laughs> so it was more of a buggy. Whatever, fine, buggy. <laughs> um, and his uncle, or like... Um, Adopt, we'll call him adoptive uncle. Uh, adoptive uncle uh, finds him in the middle of the desert carrying the shit in a robot suit and, in quote, air quotes, buggy. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know that that's where the book ends and then you come into this book and that motherfucker's in there with like a sniper rifle and shit and they're like staring down the sights at a dinosaur or not even a not dinosaur th the dinosaur a t-rex yes and this this guy this motherfucker is a badass <laughs> oh yeah and the, the past two issues like we find out he he is an army ranger and like he is some all kinds of ridiculous I don't know if he's retired or not. I think he is. Pretty sure. Um, and, you know, when Nate came back, uh, he was trying to reconnect with him because they do have a pass, and it was a bit of a bad pass, I guess, when Nate left. Um, and it wasn't really working. And then when uh, – I, I believe his name is Jim. When Jim found out about uh, Nate and all this crazy shit, he kind of takes it – in stride and starts helping him because I guess he, you know, if there's any way you're going to connect, just help the boy out with, you know, what he's trying to do. And he does, like, to a crazy extent. I mean, Evan, do you want to jump in for me and, like, explain what the fuck this guy was doing? Alright, well, as you said, the, the, the story opens up with a fucking Tyrannosaurus Rex in the crosshairs. Um, Jim and 
I don't even remember the other kid's name. Nate. Because this Nate. Nate, that's right. Um, they, they're they're bonding over this kill because Jim, I picks off a, a T Rex in one shot straight. It's an explosive round straight through the head. Boom, down. And then they have this little. There, there, there's some exposition where it's like, hey, everything's cool, right? He goes, yeah, everything's cool. I'm a ranger. He actually threw in a Go Go Power Rangers reference that in this awesome. book. That was awesome. That was know, fucking awesome. Uh, and and the pose that they put him in was perfect. <laughs> he was like um, Alpha Five. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what what I granted that was great storytelling and whatnot. But what I was more interested in is the next part of the story is. Um, the girl, and I did we decide that it was her brother? I believe it is. Oh, right? the, uh, the cop? Yeah, the, the, the sheriff. It's her brother. Okay. So these two are having a back and forth where the sheriff knows something, but he doesn't know he knows something. He feels something. He's got one of them there gut feelings. Yeah, he knows, but he doesn't actually know. Right. And he's digging. He's going he's gonna to be digging deeply into th- this kid's background. Now, we could see that it's slowly coming apart, like Nate's plans, you know, not being held together very strong, because right off the bat, she's like, there's no way we only spent $250 on meat. He must have forgotten to give me receipts. So, like, right off that, you know she's going to find out within the next issue or two that he's jumping back and forth through time to fucking kill dinosaurs. Um, it's a logical conclusion. Right, it's A plus B equals ampersand. Well, I mean that, that's that's what the setup's leading to. Also, I don't believe the cops digging into Nate's past. I think he's digging into the uncle's past because yeah. of the money trail. Right, or because the lack Nate, of a money trail. Well, because Nate says he got the money from his uncle. Right. So the, the, it's all because he, the sheriff, does not want Nate with his sister. And I think it's he's taking it to the next level to actually do whatever he possibly can to end that relationship. Dude, he's totally gonna get eaten by a dinosaur. I he's can't a huge wait to see. Dick. He is. He is a huge dick. Now, when we see, like, we have this. He has. I guess it's his secretary or the woman who works at the sheriff's department with him. I don't know, but he has her doing some investigative work on the uncle. Comes up kind of dry. He's gonna he's gonna head out and talk to the doctor that dealt with the uncle. And right after that, like it, it's sort of like a tense moment. Like you flip the page, and it's Nate diving into the fucking Tyrannosaurus with a a, a a cleaver, and he's trying to cut it up so that he could transport it properly. So it's not working. He's getting blood all over the place, and Uncle Jim. I don't know what this machine is. He, I think it's he, a chainsaw. He, he calls it a well saw. Now, I've been in construction for about 20 years. I don't know what that is. For but, sawing wells. Uh, I guess so. Or dinosaurs, because that thing cuts right through the tra- Tyrannosaurus leg and ready to go. Boom. Uh, there was a cute little bit where he's like, all right, we'll just take the leg. Goes, well, why don't we take the, the arms? They, they didn't do him any good. The The... Levity that comes between Nate and his uncle is exactly what this book needs. I, I did like that 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 kind of 
came to a conclusion and they're good again. Like, whatever beef they had was squashed. Because I did like the uncle and I liked him trying to get into the kid's life. And I really hated the fact that Nate kept pushing him away. So I, I do like that that's becoming more of a relationship now. And it, and it's making the... I don't want to say softer, but I can't think of another word to use. It's, it's, okay, making, yeah. it's making the whole book feel softer. Because this is kind of a ridiculous fucking story. Oh, it's totally. I mean, and it it's just slightly more lighthearted like that whole little um tree house scene like oh yeah that was pretty dope <laughs> like jim's like i i want to build a, a fort in a tree you know and he's thinking for logistical purposes for you know it'll help us with have a base and we can map stuff out and, and nate's like motherfucking tree house <laughs> this is a cute little drawing and definitely in crayon and it's got a superman cape on it it's a, it's cute um they have their little heart to heart and then we flash over to, uh, I I can't remember. I guess it's his girlfriend's. Like I can't remember what their the finality of their relationship was, but it's the girl that Nate was at least with back in New York. Yeah, they they broke up after the the whole debacle with the exploding restaurant and the loss of his family. Right, but did they actually break up? Or did well, he, he just, just left? Walk? Okay, so he just left. Said I got, I'm assuming he needed some time because she's coming to visit. Well, yeah, I I'm not sure what happened with them. Like I don't, I was it him that was that moved away. It, it was him that that broke them apart yeah. because yes. he seems super sour that like she's not there or like I, I don't I don't know at the at the in the first book he seemed a little. Um, heartbroken that she wasn't around anymore right but is that oh i can't i i, I, I don't, don't know what, whatever I don't the know. fuck happened but like, there's a little there's a little it out what what is the the girl the 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 girl who works as uh, his partner starly star star i keep I keep forgetting that um she has a phone conversation with jenna who is the girl from new york and i I can't get a solid read. I really think Jenna's a bitch. Oh, I think I think that's true. I I think she's a manipulative bitch. I I'm not a hundred percent. Maybe she is honestly like she's saying things like I can't wait to get him back to New York. I'm really happy that you're being there for him and taking care of him. Like it seems sneaky. You know what I mean? Well, um, no, I mean I. I think she wants her boyfriend back because if it did happen the way you guys are saying where he just picked up and left because, I mean, his sister died there, so maybe he did want to get away from the city. Um, That's true. May maybe she's like, I, you know, I want to get him back to, you know, where we were, where, you know, everything was great. Which, all right, you know, that's that's pretty honest. It makes sense. But you got to wrench in the gears because him and uh, Nate and Starley have been spending all this time together. And Starley likes Nate a lot. Right. But Nate doesn't feel well, the he, same way. I right don't know. He's yet. pretty oblivious. I don't I don't yeah, think it's he? that he he doesn't he's like too her. busy killing dinosaurs. Yeah, I think that's his problem. For their meat. <laughs> it's it's. I don't know. It's another relationship. It's it's going to be a love triangle come very soon. Um, but after that, we flash back over to Jim and Nate. They are working out how to transport back. And have we seen him transport to? Yes. Uh, the, well, no, 
Uh, or is it is it just that he's there? No, I like think I've, I think the first book um it nah, shows like he goes one. into like a tube or some shit and they have to be in water. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. that was new to me and there's some sort of like they land on some sort of pad. Now we find out at some point in time in this story that the time <laughs> difference in time they're yeah, they're they're the time difference is weird that he can kill a dinosaur and leave it there. Because he jumps back and forth to the same moment. How do, how do I say that? Yeah, the same moment that he left. So while everything's going on in that... Um, in his... In real time, like cur- in modern time, if he's in the past for three hours... It's three hours it's in th- modern time, yeah. That, then once he goes back to modern time, he could go away and not go back for months. But when he comes back to the to the crustaceous era... It's the moment after he left the last time. But he always goes back to a different location. Yeah, and that's why, you know, they get into talking about the map, logistics, the treehouse, mm-hmm. and everything. So, we find out a little bit more about that. Um, then, at a left field, I don't know what the fuck is going grandma on with Grandma. pops up. Well, alright, so this is where the book takes a bit of a weird turn, because it's been doing this every issue. And, it's always a weird turn with Grandma. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to make of it because she, Nate and and uh, um, Grandma Jim? are okay. native, oh. a Native American, uh, so she seems to have strong ties to that, and it seems to pop up in every book that there's something mystical going on, and that kind of throws the book off a little bit because she's the only one that has anything to do with that, and she's not. A main character. She's just a supporting character. But, but they're not even being clear about what it is. No, no, they're not. Well, all right. So what I'm guessing it is is it's the uncle, the dead uncle, because okay, uh, she she seems to in the the first book to have a really strong tie to him, uh, or there was some sort of strong tie uh, to them at one point, and then you know he kind of got wrapped up in his science shit, and they stopped seeing each other for a long time. Um, now. I don't know where this is going, but it seems like that astral projection shit that was going on, it seems like it's probably the uncle. And, like, he's saying, you know, Nate needs to stay here with in Black Rock with the stars, whatever the fuck that Black means. Black Fossil. Black, Black Fossil, whatever. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. I just like that it's called Black Fossil no, because no, of it's, the it's dinosaur cool theme. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. Uh, but, yeah... It's a little it's, on the nose, don't you think? No, it's fine. It's dinosaur. It is fine, yeah. yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> It's, it's Grandma's pulling for for Star though. Oh, she wants that hard. She wants she She's wants shipping the shit out of him. Yeah, she she wants Nate and Star to be to 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 yeah. I mean, all right. So, Grandma's not a bad character on her own. She's pretty badass and a cool character. But when they throw in things like this, it makes for weird moments, I guess, because that throws that, you off. It comes out of nowhere. You're right, because the whole book is science-related, and you know it's it's very sci-fi, and then this goes all spiritual, and it doesn't really fit in with the current theme. So I I don't know, maybe it's a side story type thing, but it's it's weird when it just interjects at the end of the book, and that's the last thing you're seeing. Well, just shy of the last thing, they were trying to get a hold of Nate while he was traveling, and they couldn't, so they call Star to come pick up Grandma. They're going to take Grandma to the hospital. Ah, uh, yes. They. Uh, okay, so they finally get a hold of Nate, but Nate is in the process of skinning the dinosaur and preparing the meat, I guess. 
and we have a little back and forth between him and and Jim. Excuse me. Apparently, Jim's really smart as well, so he's gonna do some modifications and upgrades to the suit. He, he's we, doing some Tony Stark shit. Right. He he upgrades the the power cell so he can make it a little more lightweight. Dude, he's a Ford Ranger, man. He he, he knows is. all about it. He is a Ford Ranger. I do like the fact that we get the inner workings of Nate's mind because as he's skinning the dinosaur, he thinks about. A dinosaur pepperoni pizza. I I don't I don't really know what that cartoony Crayola image is, but they finally get a hold of Nate, and he rushes out. Now he rushes out before finishing uh, dissecting this. He, they brought back a smaller dinosaur, and as he's rushing out, the dinosaur, the dead dinosaur, lays an egg. Well, it was an, I, it was, I would assume that the egg was already in there and just not out yet. Well, that's the art of laying an egg You're an art inside. Of laying an egg. I'll lay an egg on you, <laughs> and then it comes out. It's an uncomfortable imagery. I, I it was fine. It was but... weird. That was that was very, like I stared at it for a few minutes. I was like, I don't. Because it's don't a know about it's this. a tiny dinosaur hanging from like a meat hook, and all of a sudden it just like boop. <laughs> but now there is a world. I could only assume a live dinosaur egg in our current time. Dun dun dun. That's why I sent you a message. What what was the message? What do you mean? Send it. Did I send it to the Holy shit, group? Voracious I was three. Like, oh shit. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> I thought you meant like, oh shit, it Voracious is out. We have to read that. Oh no, that's <laughs> the ending. The the cliffhanger. Oh boy. There's gonna be a time race. Totally gonna be a time race. Probably. I'll buy that for a dollar. But Ooh. I enjoyed it. I think I think they they're doing a good job. Yeah, it's it's a great book. I I've been thoroughly surprised by this book, and it, it's it's been you know keeping me keeping me pretty on my toes. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. The only funny thing was that, and it's not a big deal. It really doesn't affect anything. But I do wonder. I thought he needed the suit to be able to safely time travel, and then he's just bringing his uncle with him. Sans suit, and he's fine. See now that that was my question because when he travels back, he is. They land on a pad of some sort. Yeah, it's whatever the time machine is. I think that's the pad. Okay, so is that the time machine? Is the it must suit be. the time machine? Because at least one issue, he was on a clock. He said, "I can't run out of suit energy, or else I can't." Maybe Get the suit back. is the trigger? It could, it be, could the be the suit's trigger. the catalyst, yeah. I don't know. But, like, he keeps taking pieces off of the suit, and now Jim's going to completely re-engineer the suit, and he's like, he's got to be pretty damn smart well, to not well, fuck no, that up. It's in, it's in Uncle's notes, okay? <laughs> it's in Uncle's <laughs> That's notes. That's true. He did point that out. So all he's doing is reading. That's yes. really it. Yes, I mean, okay. I could read and re-majigger a suit if I wanted to. <laughs> re-majigger a suit. Yay. Of course you can, Dean. Yeah, no, don't. Uh, look, I, I, I've held the podcast together for ooh, <laughs> forty-one minutes now. Can do record. anything you set your mind to. Yep. I do like the 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 recipes at the back. That's, that's I very actually cool. I yeah. want to cook the one in this issue. <laughs> what, what was good. this one again? Uh, it's just red beans and rice, but it sounds what, good. Well, sunny loose side. What is the? Is it just a, a regular? meal yeah, i always thought yeah, there would be some i really thought there would be some sort of dinosaur thing in there they say dinosaur things but then they say or i guess you could or just chicken use. stock okay yeah. gotcha 
All right. There you go. I'm going to be kind of pumped if they get a little baby dinosaur running around that they're going to name like Charles or something. Oh, well, that's totally what they're. Scooter. Oh, Scooter. They did kind of twist the ending from two to three. <laughs> what because do you mean? Because he thought, oh my God, his uncle's coming. He's going to uh, screw fucked. everything yeah, up. And, and then they're total the buds hanging out in the. The dinosaur that, time. That made so me then, pretty happy that that was the catalyst point. I mean, I guess if you're going to get a ranger on your side, what better way than to do target practice with dinosaurs? True that, And yep. so I think you think the dinosaur is going to hatch and fuck shit up, but maybe it'll be okay. I, no, I, I really want it to be a little little baby tater. Oh, man, they train it so that it's like a, a their very own like velociraptor. An so attack that tater. Oh, my God. Contact us. Action Lab, we have some very good stories for you. Yeah, no, yeah, you should you should hit us up <laughs> uh, and then start paying us because we could use the money. You know why not? <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, so let's let's move on to I I know the one that you probably read four times over and then lathered it on yourself. You you literally made it in in liquid form and then washed yourself in it. Um, let's talk about Moon Knight number one. Yeah, it's good. It was good, man. Oh my god, it's really this, this good. was fucking horrible. What? Huh? <laughs> I yeah, couldn't okay. hold a straight I, I face. So. This was phenomenal. Oh, you had me. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he didn't like it. Oh my god. I, what a oh. what a curveball though, because like this is a very stark contrast from the last book, where you know he's he's a hero, and I mean a a clear cut hero. I mean a, like a badass one, but he's doing good. He's in the streets and whatnot. It was a pretty crazy book. And now he's in this fucking psych ward, locked up, and like. But we don't know that. Well, that's that's, that's what I liked best about this book. Well, that's the thing; it's the through en- his head, and you don't know what's going on. We, at the at the end of this book, I have no fucking idea what's going on, and that I loved, because the whole journey through this book, I was like, oh, maybe it's this. No, maybe it's this. Oh my god, those guys have fucking cat heads. This is awesome. Throughout the whole book, we see people from his past. It's it was really well done. The art was top notch, top notch. I mean, beautifully, beautifully done. Um, this you know, as the story is, we'll just go like on the face. So far, it seems that he is in a mental institution. That this entire time, everything that he has done dealing with Moon Knight has been a a. I, like a, a, a delusion fever dream a, yeah. a fever dream yeah um but the, the the problem is is as we're working our way through the hospital we see people from his his alter ego or from his delusion now very i mean it's very easy to say that you know they're in his delusion because they're real people and he's come into contact with them um but the the kicker is is that th- through a good portion of the book, it at least starts and ends with him communicating with Khonshu. Right. And it, it's, I mean, Khonshu is acting like a father figure now. and He's a Jedi ghost. Yeah, he's he's less That's like a, you know, a very demanding sort of God when he wants to be type person. Now he's trying to help his i guess his like taken down 
deity warrior. of himself. Yeah, his warrior. Uh, because Mark's in trouble, man. He, <laughs> wherever the fuck he is, it is not a good place. It's not. And and we get like right in the middle of the book, we get a little interaction between him and I'm assuming is his therapist, where we get that side of the story that he was. Um, He's been, in there. he's been in there since he was 12. I was in, just trying to look for the number. Yeah, yeah. He He's an orphan. He's been stuck in there since he was 12. And he has disassociative personality disorder. Identity disorder. Yes. DID. DID, which is more commonly known as split personality disorder. And he has been creating this Moon Knight persona and Lockley and everybody to cope with the situation that he is actually really in. Um, the doctor is just trying to plead with him to let me help you, help me to help you type of thing. And he's like, okay. And he's lying in bed and he starts talking to Khonshu and he's like, are you real? He's like, you already know the answer to that because if you didn't, you wouldn't have stolen that pen. And he breaks out. He beats the shit out of the two guards that have been poking at him throughout the entire... I mean, very, it seems like 1970s type caricatures of, of oh, yeah, orderlies. Oh, Bobby. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the imagery, okay, I'll call it the new costume. <laughs> that, that was dope. I like it. <laughs> he works it so that he, he cuts into the sheets of his bed, draws a crescent moon on it, and then sort of wraps it around his head so that it covers his face. And turns as also into a cape. And he's wearing his hospital scrubs. Plus he's got some bandages on his arms. The imagery is perfect for this version of Moon Knight. The, like, really the most insane I've seen. Because all the other time we've known that Moon Knight has been crazy. But he sort of dealt with it in different, more reality-based ways. You know, when he was dealing with the whole multiple personalities with, you know, uh, Spider-Man, Wolverine, it was he was still there and talking to other people. Now it just looks like he's just flipped off the edge. It's, he's he's alone in his craziness, except for Khonshu. And every time it seems like when he puts on this mask, this mask, he sees what the reality actually is. And it's I don't seems know. Like it. I don't know what these these cat-like creatures are i know they're from well he said they say at the end of the book that it's a uh, seath that's doing everything and that's a, a isn't that a cat god D- that is the yes yeah. okay yes, so the I'm, I'm assuming it's, cat it's god. the those henchmen and i would assume the doctor's probably seath fad that's yes. a, that's very possible there was there was a double page spread of him finally making it to the roof of the hospital and we see new york with a giant pyramid in the middle of it and sand covered and uh, his uh, Seth's winged cat things flying in the... I mean, it's it's beautiful stuff. The orderlies catch up to him and tear... Uh, after a, a pretty nice, decent fight, uh, they tear the mask off and he is bumped back to the other reality. Yeah, which he needs the mask to, to, s- to, to see what's stabilize going on, yeah. into the Moon Knight persona. Right. But I'm, a, I'm, I'm guessing that the real New York is actual reality, but he is so broken that he needs that Egyptian New York 
to function. Well, I think that's how he Something he like, has his yeah. power is he has to see things he has to see things through that. Otherwise, not much makes sense, and that's probably how he sees people's true intentions. I would kind of guess. Mm-hmm. I could I could buy that. There was a movie with Matthew McConaughey and that guy. For, it was a the, the the Twister movie, The Finger of God. Fucking what the hell is his? I can't remember his name. But the theory Paxton? was what's that? Yes. The, the the theory of the movie is these two boys and their father, um, well, one of the father and his two kids are charged with killing demons, and the father can see demons, but everybody else sees them as normal humans. Uh, uh, the, the father is crazy, we are assuming, but I got a feeling from this storyline that this is where we're going, that Mark... Moon Knight, whatever you want to call him, is tapped into some sort of other reality. I don't want him to be this crazy. Yeah, no. But I'm if, I'm okay with watching it for a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, I would like it to go somewhere where he's not that crazy. This is actually some sort of power he's tapped into, and they're trying to contain him. That I could buy. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I don't think. Oh, sorry. No, no, go I, ahead. Go ahead, Matt. I don't think the. I don't think anywhere in this issue that we've seen reality. Oh, okay. I think we've seen about three different potentials. Mm -hmm. Um, two obvious, one more subtle, at least by my count. What was the more subtle one? Just the fact that there was a Moon Knight on TV. Oh yeah, I didn't okay. think of that. You know, that could be an imposter or something meant to throw him off again. Like this. That's most likely. Yeah, there, yeah there's but... a lot of uh, possibilities here, and I, I mean, the, the book's just fucking. It's good. It was a great first issue. Very much so. Very much so. Really enjoyed it. Well done. And this coming from a true, true Moon Knight fan, um, one of the better s starts to a story that I've seen in in a good long time. I just hope it gets a. I hope it stays this way. I don't. I, the problem with Moon Knight stories is that they waver, or they get canceled, one or the other. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I don't think wavering was the problem with the last one. I think they just canceled it and wanted to restart it again. Yeah, this is Lemire, he's got pull. Yeah. Well, I mean, the they had pull last time. Ellis was on the book. Uh... How fun! Okay, I'm uh, the it, the episode that I was not on, I listened to, and while I was in the oh, car, thanks. yeah, I know, I'm a fan. Um. I was listening to it in my car, and I heard Dan say, man, to have this team write and draw a Moon Knight book would be awesome. And it was, I can't remember what book he Did was he referencing. Oh, yeah, no, it, it, he was talking about Moon Knight. And then I looked it up. I think either we were still oh, yeah, on the show or right after. And I was like, dude, it's it's, it's, it's happening t next week. But it, was, it wasn't the same artist. It was Jeff Lamar. No, he, he wanted to. Yeah, he wanted someone else. But uh, it I, was whatever other it, Jeff Lamar, you know, reviewed you reviewed a Jeff Lamar book that issue, and that's what he was talking about. And I was yelling at my radio, <laughs> like, <laughs> "Why are you not knowing this? You're killing me. We're friends. You should know this." I think it was afterwards. He he supposed that he had read it somewhere and just he forgot, so it became kind of his own idea. He's <laughs> like, "Do you know the future?" <laughs> I was um, scared. The the there are def two definitive uh, art types as well. I don't know if you you pick you guys picked up on that. The yeah, we'll call it the New York, the real New York, as opposed to the Egyptian New York. 
except for well, no, even Mark's dreams are that that fucking beautifully scratchy, uh, just really, really well done. What do you mean the intro and then the rest of the book, right? Well, every time, hold on, there was there's the there was a scene like halfway through where every time he passed by someone, like he's he he his memory of them was in that other art style. Oh, every yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, like, um, then, yeah, there's like three or four different times that they do, like, it, they just, it's a completely different art style. Right, which, I got you, yeah. Which separates yet another type of reality, because he's remembering something. We just don't know what. So, hopefully we'll get a lot more story. I also think he's might be being held by bad guys, because... This is not the face of modern psychotherapy. That's what I was saying. Like they're kicking the shit out of him and stuff, and they're they're fucking shocking him and everything. And I'm like, something's wrong. Something's very wrong. Either they're they're holding his entire like existence hostage because if you know he even gets a sniff that you know he's right, he's gonna break out and you know he's gonna take on that Moon Knight persona and possibly like just cause knock- all sorts of hell. Yeah, because that's that's what it seems like. They're containing him so that whatever is going on on the outside can keep happening. I even wondered if this was uh, uh what is it, a standoff tie-in because it's like he's being held in a projected reality, but it's not. It's separate. Okay. That's a good idea, though. I like that's, that. It's interesting take. I like that. But I, yeah, I had we'll, to we'll have to check wait. the cover. I said, "Is this stand? No, there's no standoff stamp on it, so it's not. It's so- t- totally separate." Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but now, as as I I am biased, so how did you guys feel? Oh no, bar none. It was a great book, Evan. Okay. It, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, okay. Like it, it was just so well written, and it was so interesting because. Like I said, you, you we've seen Moon Knight crazy, but we've never seen him certifiably crazy before. Right. Like, And this is like taking... It's weird how they're taking uh, like a slightly more medical stance on it. Well, they're, they're taking us with him. They're taking us into the crazy instead of showing us he's crazy. Yeah, because right. we're, we're seeing everything from his standpoint where he's like, I, you know, is, is this really happening to me? Like... Am, am I crazy? You know, am am I am I fucking Moon Knight? And then you know, Conchu's being like, "Yes, yes, you are. Hold out, we'll get you out of here." While literally everything else is contradicting that and saying otherwise. No, you're not Moon Knight. We're gonna shock the shit out of you and beat you till you say you're not Moon Knight. And they're probably gonna keep him there even after that. I mean, if I had to guess, if that was the darkest of timelines. Well, of course, the voice inside your head is going to tell you it's real. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's funny. He, it, there's almost a tinge of him being like, well, I know I'm nuts, but I didn't think I was this nuts. <laughs> I, I did catch yeah. that as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm crazy, but I'm not this crazy. Well, all right. I mean, that's that's three yeses again. So really, I mean, besides ten out of ten. Yeah, besides Gwenpool, which I mean, even me and Matt thought was probably good enough for a pickup. Uh, this it is, looked great. I mean, it looked it looked pretty. I, I, I liked the yeah, artwork. I, it wasn't a bad book. It, it was an all right book. I mean, people who like silly stuff would probably like it. But all across the board, picks just 
Yeah. Solid picks this week. Good week. Yeah. Good week. Yeah, no, I, I Black Road was probably the most surprising. But um yeah, ev- everything was pretty great. Uh do we have any news to talk about before we leave? Oh, uh, of course. Um yes. Doctor Strange. Yes. Yes. What do you think? Not, who's well, who's who, who's gonna respond first? I I'll I'll go first I, because I will, uh, Matt, do you have something to say? I was just gonna say, I think it's great. I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. However, uh, there, there wasn't a lot of strange going on. There was more, like, a lot of exposition and uh, a lot of talking leading up to um, him, like, becoming strange or even just sniffing at Doctor Strange. But I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, I think giving backstory to a character people probably don't know that much about is a very good thing. It's an origin story. Mm-hmm. It's a, and it's a true origin story because nobody has any idea that if you're not a comic book fan, this this is a completely outside the box character. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like he's gonna get proper due. I mean, even from what we just saw, you saw the shaky hands. He was a surgeon and stuff. So at least they probably got that part right. Yeah, I I. I the mystical aspect of it looks great. We saw some bits and pieces of it. I think he's, I think it's going to be great. I you got your little Inception bit in there with the city being on mm-hmm. four sides of him. Yep. Yeah, it, it was. It it looks like it's going to be a great movie, and I I think Benedict Cumberbatch is probably the most blotch. Sorry. <laughs> the the most convincing looking Doctor Strange I've ever seen. Once they gave him, you know, the makeup and everything, I I looked at him and I was like, "Damn, that that looks a lot like Doctor Strange." Yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah, it was a solid pick. So, uh anything else? I don't. I never understood how if he didn't have the hand control to be a surgeon, but a lot of the spells involve tracing symbols in the air very carefully mm-hmm. how could he have steady enough hands to cast magic but not do surgery um a very simple response comic books oh is that what yep. oh yeah yep. comic books comic books <laughs> I like the yeah. way you said that Matt you, uh, <laughs> you, you, you kind of sounded like Christian Slater there for a second oh yeah man that's great <laughs> Comic books, yeah. I would, I would take his career path over mine. <laughs> I'm sure many people would. He, he, he's pretty famous, in- including Cuffs, including Alone in the Dark. Ooh, good Paul, good Paul. Broken Arrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> kind of. A I was step. just remembering that show he was on that only lasted three episodes. That was actually really good. Ro- Mr. Robot. That no, one? no, that, that, that was got awesome. Renewed. <laughs> Sorry, not not to I'm Mr. Gonna, Robot. <laughs> I'm gonna Fucking sound Mr. Like a Robot. hypocrite because I don't remember what it was called anymore. But it's okay, it's all right. But uh, yeah, I mean, where the fuck were? Oh yeah, Matt sounds like Christian Slater. That's where we were going with that. Uh yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I think we're uh, I think we're all done for the week, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Remember, guys. Uh, if if you oh wait no, I'm sorry. Damn it! You beat me to we it. We have we have a little guy who uh, wants to say something to you. Announcer guy, do your thing, man. Thank you, Dan. 
Attention listeners, did you know the Geek Aid crew are real people you can get in touch with? Did you also know you can keep track of what comes out on the fabulous Geek Aid website without even visiting it? Did you know that Dean irons his vest every hour on the hour to be prepared for anything? Wait, really? Well, you can keep in touch with Geek Aid by following them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, and more. If that's not enough, you can also send them an email at mail at geekaid.com. Be sure to check out the show notes to get all the links and more information on today's episode. Back to you, Dan! Announcer guy, you humble me with your words of wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> Mind games. The show is called Mind Games. <laughs> See, what's funny is, for those that don't know the, the, the behind-the-scenes type stuff, we paused for maybe 15 seconds. <laughs> That's all it takes to Google. <laughs> Dan, I, I I gave Matt a little extra time to be honest. Dan normally pauses for like three seconds, <laughs> so I I gave Matt too much time to look that up. Um, guys, remember if if you like the show, you like what we're doing, remember to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, whatever you want. I we're literally out on everything now. Uh, remember to give us a, a subscribe. We really do appreciate. It. And also remember to give us a rating. Five stars would be fantastic. If you want to do less, that's your prerogative, but we'd really prefer five. I think we're a five-star podcast. I think we're a five-star podcast. Well, Eh, three and a half. God damn it, Evan. Anyway. um, But you're a fan. I know, but I'm I'm a picky fan. Five stars. Fuck what Evan says. (laughs) Uh, Not only the president, I'm also a client. (laughs) Anyway, guys, if you, uh, if you if you like everything that we're doing, remember you can always send us an email at mail at geekade.com. Or if you want to talk to us individually, you can get in touch with us normally on Twitter. Uh, I am at Komodo underscore Vestlord. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And Matt is at Geekade Matt. Well, look at that. All of us have Twitters. And if you want to get in touch with Dan... I guess you could call his cell phone. His number is 201-646-9999. <laughs> Go five, ahead. Five, five, one, two, one, two. <laughs> All right, uh, guys, once again, thank you so much for getting in touch with us. Uh, t- <laughs> Choo-choo. What? I'm a little tired what? now. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening to the Paper Cuts podcast. We'll be back next week with more great comics for you. Till then, I'm Dan Ryan. Keep playing games. <laughs> Good night. I'm Karen Rendaza. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Barry? <laughs> Who the fuck is Barry? <laughs> Good night, everyone. Test. Test. Okay, that's great. You guys just do that to piss me off when he's not on. Look, I don't even know why we do it. I came to this party late. (laughs) No, you just copy them. Jesus. Like a fucking monkey. (laughs) My Explorer just crashed. Hang on. Okay. I don't think it'll affect the recording. I didn't realize you had a Ford Explorer. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The Ford Motor Company and I... Are not friends. <laughs> I like the way he calls it the Ford Motor Company. <laughs> the FOMO Co. 
by or us. for us by us yeah no bogo now buy one why, get one now i know why he just calls it fubu it sounds better that way well bogo i hate bogo is just a shitty fucking abbreviation i hate it's an abomination I'm, it usually like involves it. shoes for some reason i know pay less pay less <laughs> loves yeah. their bogos and it's not even bogo it's 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 beat bo no it's, it's buy one get one bogo no it's bogo hall because it's buy one get one half off no, sometimes it's it never is. buy one get one free. Yeah, but they're no. not saying buy one get one free or half off because that would be Bogoff or oh, Bogoff. That- you know what? We're going. Nope. Let, I'm stopping this here. I'm cutting this conversation <laughs> short. We're not even uh, started. I like the way you went. Nope. The rails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. We're gonna start. look. You're gonna have to white knuckle this thing <laughs> like the rest of us. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. Oh God, two of you. <laughs> I didn't say I wasn't looking forward to it. I just needed it to happen fast. I had shit to do. Yeah, that's well, very compelling. Now I'm dragging it out, so sorry. Okay. Can we... it be off the rails if we ever had actually got on them? Uh, that's too many questions. Um, Matt, did you retrieve your Explorer? Is it back in the driveway? Thanks, announcer guy. For now. <laughs> <laughs> this computer's been around a while. Uh, I should have drank more. I didn't drink anything. I'm, I'm drinking soda. Fuck. 